Hey everybody, welcome back to the Reclamation Podcast, where our goal is to help you reclaim good practices for following Jesus. If we haven't met yet, my name's Tony and I'm your host. With over a decade in the local church, I care deeply and passionately about helping you connect with Jesus in practical ways. I want you to move closer to Christ. And the goal of this podcast is to help you do just that. So, I am going to talk to you about some of my favorite things. I'm going to talk about five favorite things that I love, apps for productivity and being intentional with time, and then I'm going to talk about five spiritual practices that are worth considering as you enter into 2023. If this conversation is helpful for you, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a rating or review on iTunes or Spotify, and the highest compliment you can give us Share this episode with a friend, maybe somebody who you want to hold you accountable, maybe somebody who needs an app or a practice like this. So let's talk about the apps first. I do think that it's super important for us to be practical in how we manage our time. And we do that in a lot of different ways. Um, And the apps I'm going to suggest are important for whatever season of life you're in. I'm reminded of what the writer of Ecclesiastes says about seasons. He says, There's a time for everything and a season for activity under the heavens. What does that mean? It means that as we enter in the new year, it might be time for you to evaluate what you're doing and how you're doing it. As I'm recording this, it's January 5th, right? As it goes out into the world, January 5th. And one of the things I know is that you're probably ready for a fresh start. And while it's easy to write off resolutions and all these other things, I think it would be unwise for us to go into the new year and not explore new rhythms, new systems, new practices. And so when I think about applications, they're only as good as the choice we make to use them. And so here are some of my favorite apps. Maybe they're helpful for you. Maybe they're not. Uh, The first one I want to share with you is called Calendly. C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. And this app has probably saved me hundreds, if not thousands of emails over the last year. It gives you a link to share with people so you can set up appointments. So I have like three different links, some for pastoral counseling, some for disciple making, some for just friends, and then one for podcasting. So if I work with somebody who I'm going to record a podcast interview with, I send them my Calendly link. Super easy. They can look at my calendar, pick a time. It automatically reads my Google calendar. Now, here's why this is super important. If you're anything like me, I'm liable to uh, negotiate the time I've set aside for deep work. And I'll do that because I wanna spend time with people. And while that's not necessarily a bad thing, this app gives me permission to not have to dive into that conversation. So that's why it's number one on my list. Number two, WhatsApp. Now, I do a lot of messaging. I do a lot of group messaging. And you've probably heard of WhatsApp before. It's a group messaging thing. What I like about this for group messaging versus just a a good old-fashioned group text message is that I can silence it. I can mute it. I can um, put people from other countries in it. And so I'm using it currently to read the book of Psalms with a group of guys. And I absolutely love having that chat function in the app versus just on normal text messages. If you work with a lot of people, you may want to look at it. Uh, Honorable mention here would be GroupMe. Both those apps kind of serve the same function. I find WhatsApp to be a little bit more secure. All right, number three. Number three is one I've been using for uh, over a decade, Evernote. 
Evernote is my digital filing cabinet specifically for written work. As a content creator, I'm always, always, always writing, storing, writing, storing. I take pictures, store. I even have a folder just for whiteboard photos because I find that sometimes uh, I miss things when I try to translate the note. So I use Evernote. I pay for the premium version. I love it. Every sermon I've ever preached is in my Evernote folder, tagged by Book of the Bible. <laughs> and so it's got a great search function. If you write a lot of content, if you want to write more content, Evernote is a phenomenal tool. Number four, the YouVersion Bible app. As a church leader, I'm continually telling people to get into scripture. You've probably heard me talk about it before on this podcast. I absolutely love the YouVersion Bible app. I love reading the Bible with friends on the app. And it's just such a great way to get people to engage in scripture and be uh, intentional about checking in. If I'm discipling people, this is a, a great way to do that. Um, I think that that if you're not downloaded yet the YouVersion Bible app, it's, it's just a phenomenal tool to help people engage. Number five, Google Calendar. Okay, that's not revolutionary for anyone. Hopefully you all have a calendar. I don't even know how someone would live without a calendar, but um, here's what I want to say. Block your calendar out for the work that's important to you. The thing about schedules is that they're often overrun by the tyranny of the urgent. So blocking your calendar is a great way to make sure that you have time to do the deep work that God has called you to do. Even in the evenings with your uh, friends and family, you know, make sure that you schedule that time. Karen and I have a rule that if I schedule anything outside of our normal work hours, I invite her to it. So even if I need to like do an evening meeting or anything like that, I block that time out and try to protect it from the family. So let's review. Um, okay. Number one, Calendly, right? It's a calendar kind of appointment app. WhatsApp. It's called a, uh, it's a group messaging app. Evernote. Great for content curation. YouVersion Bible app, great for reading scripture with friends, and Google Calendar. Those are my five top apps. I'd love to hear some of your apps that you love. Share them with me at TWMilt on Instagram, at TWMILT. Now, let's dive into five spiritual rhythms. So if those are five super practical things, then these spiritual rhythms are kind of the foundation. Now, there's this is in no way, shape, or form an exhaustive list of spiritual rhythms to consider. But this is what I know. I know that if you're willing to lean into one spiritual rhythm that's different, God will show up in your life differently. When we do new things, God encounters us in new ways. You know, one of my favorite sayings at the end of every podcast is, if you want to follow Jesus, you must be willing to move. And movement requires new action. So let's take a look at these five spiritual rhythms. The first one, a band meeting, right? The Wesleyan practice of getting together for the confession of sin. It's called a band. I'm in the band, right? So it's something I've participated in for a long time. I love doing it. You've probably heard me talk about it before. It's one of those practices that's just so good for the soul. It's just good old-fashioned repentance, right? We get together. I throw up all my sins, so to speak, and boom, life changes. Number two, sitting in silence. Yeah, that was like one second, guys. And it was so awkward. It was hard to sit in silence. Sitting in silence is hard for me. But what I know is that when I sit in silence, God is so fruitful. He shows up. I can hear him differently. 
So if silence is a part of your spiritual rhythm or practice, I strongly encourage you to check it out. You know, it's, it's a gift to yourself. It's a, it's a way to really build the relationship. Number three, one-on-one disciple making. Now you've heard me talk about this a lot. If you listen to the practitioners podcast, it's all we talk about there. One-on-one disciple making is where we pour our lives into someone else for the sake of spiritual reproduction. That's really good. It's really important. Every Christian's called to do it. And what I'll tell you is, is that if you do it, even if it's just one person, your life with Jesus will change. Your life with Jesus will change because of disciple making. It's such a gift to yourself. Number four, get a counselor. Oh, this is so good. Now, some of you may be like, Tony, that's not a spiritual rhythm. I'm going to push back and say it is. Because one of the reasons that I'm still in ministry is because I have a great counselor. He's been such a gift to me. I meet him once a month, whether I, quote, need to or not. Getting a counselor is such a beautiful way to help unload the burden that you might be carrying. And if you're a leader of any sort, you're carrying a burden, I assure you. Also, just as a note, the mental health industry is so backed up right now because of the COVID kind of lag that don't wait until you're in an acute condition to get a counselor. Act early, act often. Number five, read scripture for yourself. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, read scripture for yourself. So often in the church world, we read scripture for work. We read scripture for Bible studies. I just want to challenge you. The word of God is the bread of life. So read scripture for yourself and meditate on it, pray on it, live in it, just soak in the presence of God. It's such an incredible gift. The word of God never comes back void. Those are my favorite five. Now, honorable mention things that I thought about that I I didn't get to say. Fasting, so good. Worship, life groups. Man, my life group has been such a blessing this year. Communion, oh, I love the Lord's table. And of course, repentance. Can't go wrong with repentance. But let me give you my top five again. I'd be interested to hear your five. A band meeting, sitting in silence, one-on-one disciple making, get a counselor and read scripture for yourself. Five spiritual rhythms for you to consider. So that's my five and five, guys. Those are five apps that you might want to lean into going into the new year. Those are five practices. Look, I don't know which one is right for you. I don't know which one is best. But what I do know is that changing your position, altering your posture, those are all things that are going to move you closer to Jesus. When we do something different, we get different results. And sometimes we love those results. Sometimes we just like the results. Sometimes we don't like the results at all. But you'll never know unless you take that first step of faith. So wherever you are today, wherever you're listening at, do me a favor, lean in, lean into some new things. Maybe it's a new app. Maybe it's a new rhythm. Maybe it's something I didn't even mention, but take some time, evaluate where you've been and decide where you want to go. As always, guys, I'm incredibly thankful for our time together today. I'm thankful for the opportunity to share my heart with you. And I pray that it's, uh, it's useful for you. I pray that God speaks to you. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can follow me on Instagram at TWMilt, at T-W-M-I-L-T. And remember, guys, if you want to follow Jesus, you must be willing to move.